Developers, 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 developers. Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial journey, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs from all around the globe seeking to grow better, more profitable, location-independent businesses. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and download our entire back catalog, check out tropicalmba.com. Yeah, buddy, happy Thursday morning. It's the Tropical MBA podcast. This one's at tropicalmba.com slash higher. Speaking of getting higher, I'm here with the boss, man, <laughs> all the way from uh, California. How you doing, good sir? That's how we do in California, man. We get hired. Is it higher or hired? What are we talking about today? I think this was an interesting question that we got on the voicemail line from Craig from createmyindependence.com and matthiasmedia.com. I thought this would be a great question to get the boss man's perspective on. So how about we just roll it? Hi, Dan and Ian. This is Craig Mathias from MatthiasMedia.com. Getting my business up and running thanks to your 10 True Clients podcast episode. I was trying to do the 1,000 True Fan strategy and decided to flip the triangle, like you said, and go for the 10 True Clients to bring in the cash flow every month. So I've got four clients now, and I've also got the potential opportunity to have a partnership that's going to bring me a lot more clients. So I, I might be at capacity soon. So my question is, when is the right time to start thinking about hiring your first intern or your first part-time person or your first VA? The cash flow isn't quite there yet, but I just want your advice on when I should start thinking about hiring someone to help me. Thanks, guys. And keep up the good work on the podcast. It's my favorite podcast. Bye. Ian, I think part of the reason I'm so interested in this question is that a lot of my acquaintances and people in the DC are in this precise position. You know, they're making anywhere from four to twenty thousand dollars a month as high-level consultants, as hustlers, and they're trying to figure out a way to get that to product, to get that to the next level. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. I also just want to say, you know, I admire people in this phase. The other day I was talking to my good friend who's in this phase, and I thought I remember being in that phase in my business and remembering how tough it was to get through that year. It gets better. I think that that's one of the things. And I think that one of the things that's really underestimated in this situation, Ian, is just patience. It's, it's easy to get ahead of yourself and think all this stuff's just going to happen in a couple months. And really, the people that make it work are the ones that are willing to stick it out for a couple years. It's, it takes time to do this. So I just want to kind of send that message out you know, before we get started about the potential solutions, Ian, that I don't envy the position. I think it's noble. <laughs> that you're that you're you're hustling up clients and and I think you know have patience like this stuff can work out if you do the right things. Yeah, yeah. In terms of uh, hustling up clients, definitely I, I can identify with. Uh, it's tough business, you know. In terms of hiring, Dan, almost as tough of a business to try and figure out when to hire. I remember our first hire and our fifth hire and our tenth hire, and every time it's just like a little bit different. And I think that's why hiring is worth talking about so often is because it's so different and there's no magic bullet to it. There's no procedure. There's no guide to it necessarily in these kinds of businesses that we run. It's like a lot of gut, you know, like you got to look in your own eyes and see how much pain you're feeling. You got to look in your employees' eyes, see how if they're feeling pain, you know, if you got to alleviate their pain. It's like uh, it's very hard to try and figure out when to hire. Okay, so there's two different roads out of this thing, Craig, and we're going we're gonna to talk about team 
on the one hand, building a team. And on the other hand, we're going to talk about product. So let's just jump right into team and maybe provide a rule of thumb. And Ian, this is kind of fast and loose, but I'd say this. If you can SOP out 20 hours of work a week. So in other words, a real clear like, you know, frontline customer service takes seven hours a week. Our blog marketing plan takes four hours a week. So in other words, if you can get that up to 20 hours, very clearly written out with a 50% profit margin, I think ballpark when you're in a consulting hustle, that's about the time to go higher. Because essentially, Craig, you need to get yourself in a position where you're creating and connecting. I mean, this is You know, when I heard on your call that you're spending the lion's share of your time delivering for clients, it's just not a sustainable position to be in. You can't be in that position. This is where you need to make the things that are implicit in consulting uh, explicit. And I think that's why this rule of thumb of, of getting your SOPs written out, getting to a point where you can say, you know what, it's clear that I'm doing 20 hours worth of work a week and I can get a 50% profit margin on that. That to me is the explicit issue of what's happening with consulting. Basically, you're selling time. You're selling your time. Though you're not selling your time. You're selling time. Time, right. Yeah. But in so, this case, he's selling, he's selling his time right now. I know. Now, I'm splitting hairs. <laughs> All right. He's selling his time. And a lot of people don't get past the phase where they actually want to scale into a team. So some guys, they'll just get like really good at what they do, and they'll just raise their rates from, let's say, $25 an hour to $125 an hour. And they're perfectly fine with that, right? They'll hire somebody to answer the phone for them, go to them, and they make the $125 an hour. I think I think what happens, though, here is that he wants to build a team, right? Yeah. And so what you can do and what you're recognizing here is like, let's say we take what's already clearly defined, 20 hours of work here, that you don't need my special expertise. This is just 20 hours worth of crap that I do. And we're going to hire somebody and we're going to pay them half of what I make, right? So... Yeah. Well, this has got to be, these got to be tasks that are driving value to your clients. That's important. So that's communication, that's implementation, project management, marketing, things that are driving value to the bottom line. I mean, if it's not that, if it's exploratory work, which a lot of people hire for, and we'll get to the, the pitfalls, that's the problem. So look, if you haven't yet read our detailed guide of how to develop SOPs and SODs, we're going to link to that right now on this post. It's tropicalmba.com slash hire, H-I-R-E. And uh, we'll walk you through in detail. And I, and I don't think it's a pedantic exercise. I think even if you're a consultant of one, you ought to have a strategic operating document and you ought to have SOPs. So ballpark, let's say you're pulling in $4,000 a month off of the 10 true clients model. That's ballpark about a $25 an hour billing. You know, you just do the math. So if you're billing 4K a month at $25 an hour, I'd say about rule of thumb 50% you ought to consider putting that back into the business in the form of staff. And that's not a thrilling number, but at the beginning of the business, I think you you get investment heavy on this stuff because if you can't hire somebody with the cash flow, it's not worth having in the first place. So the rule of thumb is 50% of your profitability goes into the staff. That leaves you about $12 an hour to go out and get somebody to manage these SOPs for you. That's doable. Right. And then and then essentially you're making twelve dollars an hour, right? So it's like I gotta figure out a way to get myself back up to twenty five dollars an hour, fifty dollars an hour. How can I create more value in the business and then pay the next person twelve dollars an hour? And of course, like these numbers that we're pulling out of our ass here are, are pretty ridiculous, but I think this is a good framework for how to kind of work this. 
Yeah, it's interesting to see how people are rocking these productized services. So I'll link over to Dan Norris from WP Curve, who's mentioned maintaining a 50% profit margin as well and how he's doing that with a staff intensive business. Again, what the point of these SOPs is, is that you're shedding your skin. That's the metaphor you want to talk about. I see a lot of pitfalls where people are hiring for marketing or they're hiring for undefined tasks. So the shed the skin idea is if you can write down what it is you're doing on a day-to-day basis and that's product delivery. So, you know, if, if what you're doing is WordPress development, write down specifically what you're doing to drive value to your clients. That's what you're hiring for. Not someone to go out and write blog posts for you or someone to go out and generate leads for you. I mean, specifically, this is a, a very common thing that people say. They say, I want to hire somebody for either sales or marketing. And that's problematic in this situation because you don't know necessarily what kind of clients or leads you want to be generating. And generally in new consulting businesses, there's not a repeatable process that reliably brings in profitable leads. So hiring for that is a pitfall. There's another problem with that too, Dan, which is uh, you go out and you get a, like a sales and marketing guy or you, you think you want to spend a bunch of time on sales and marketing. You bring in a bunch of these clients and then you realize that your process isn't scalable. Right. It's like the old agency model. It's like, well, now I brought in 20 clients and now I got 20 people helping to, to, to manage those clients and now all of a sudden I'm making $8 an hour. So it's like first thing, you, you got to figure out if you got a repeatable business on your hands where, you, where it kind of all drips down and this consulting thing even makes sense. One of the other pitfalls that I'm seeing a lot, Ian, is people saying things like, well, it'll be really good for me to hire somebody because then I'll be forced to give them things to do. And while I like the idea of having a team like raising your level of responsibility and raising stakes and all that, I think that's legitimate. It's a huge problem to have to constantly on a day-to-day basis define what other people are doing. This is a problem because it first off indicates that you have a lack of process, of repeatable process that drives value for your clients. But the even bigger problem, Ian, is that that takes creativity. And your creativity should not be, on a day-to-day basis, be zapped by telling other people what to do. It should be defining what you're doing. And what you're doing is going out and developing products and building the business. Tell you a story here, Dan. Uh, We just hired an admin in the office here in San Diego. The reason we hired the admin was because uh, we figured out how much money we were losing. (laughs) So that's that's one of the first times that's happened with us in terms of hires. We like sat down and actually looked like, look, this is the amount of money we're losing because we don't have someone doing these things. And I think that's interesting because our our process was fairly defined and we were able to kind of tell that from our process. Like, hey, uh, we're not collecting on this. We're not getting back to people in this amount of time. This is costing us money. And that's the power of making these things explicit. I mean, Craig has made it clear that if he has time to develop new clients, he can do that. So then again, of course, every, every amount of time that he spends on delivery is time that he's losing money by you know losing new clients. So I really like that. So the second way out of this whole thing, the first way out is team. The second way out is product. And part of the reason you want to get that team member in there ASAP is you want to start building product ASAP. This is what you should be doing with your time. This is what we mean by creating and connecting. So since I've mentioned the membership site thing on this program, Ian, a lot of people have sent me cold emails saying things like, hey, you know, I'd really like to help you with your website, with the Dynamite Circle, whatever. You know, I'm really good at it. Here's why. You know, do you want to jump on Skype and talk it through? And the answer is always the same for me. No, I don't want to get on Skype and talk it through, not because they're not a nice person or that they couldn't help me. It's because I don't have time to get on Skype and talk to random people about random things that we could do for my membership. And this is the value of products. 
So I think where Craig come in and provide a lot more value than essentially these people that are emailing me, Ian, are positioning themselves as consultants. But what would be way more valuable is people showing me product, saying, here is a service or a clear step of actions that you can invest in, and here's what it'll do for your site. Is it any surprise, Dan, that we're not a fan of agency? <laughs> I mean, is that, is, that, is that coming across here? Yeah. I mean, I think we hit on this a lot during all of our podcasts, which is product, product, product. Like, you've got to figure out a way, in my opinion, in a lot of ways to get away from this one-to-one thing, right? Like, I provide a service. I'm the guy that provides a service. I charge you $12. You know, I make $8. I mean, it just sucks in most cases, unless you're making hundreds and hundreds of dollars an hour and you're in high demand. It's a tough business. So what, what you do is you try and figure out a way to transition all your expertise, all your team into these products, right? And if you can do that effectively, I think that you're going to have a business that scales a lot better. And then you get to plug your team members in behind your products, not have your team members be the products. Does that make sense? This is, this is where patience comes in because you're already doing this if you're a consultant. Your product is you or your team or time, right? You're selling those things. Now what you need to do is you need to conceive and sell, conceive and sell. So we're saying create and connect, conceive and sell. That's how you need to be spending your time. You know, when I'm thinking about the membership space, Ian, I'm thinking, how about $400 funnel and onboarding audits? How about $1,000 lifecycle email setups? You know, when you come into a membership what is the life cycle of the email? When do you get emailed about educating how to use the product or do you get emailed before people drop off or when a payment renewal comes up? How about vBulletin setups for $3,000? How about wishlist integration for $700? How about hosting migrations for $3,000? Again, these are all things that you can have a clear point of view about. Hey, you're a membership site owner, you should have life cycle emails. Hey, you're a membership site owner, you should have premium hosting. Hey, you know, these are the kinds of conceptions that you can have and then you go out and sell them. And you can have them because that's how you roll because right. you got $12 an hour person driving value to your clients and they're keeping the lights on. I don't want to say, Dan, that the, that the team agency consulting part of this isn't part of the process either because I think that's one of the things that I'm starting to see crop up in a lot of these businesses. Like, It's very useful to do the team agency consulting thing in the beginning so you can learn about these products, right? The guy that comes out like straight away with like, okay, like WordPress migration or whatever, $3,000, you know, that guy doesn't know shit about the market. Be a consultant for six months and learn about the market, get the client base, understand where it's going and then develop the product. I, I think I'm starting to become a firm believer in that. Yeah. And again, Craig, you're doing a great job. You're cash flowing, your expertise, you're building client relationships. You know, maybe some of these products like a $400 audit doesn't sound that exciting. And again, that's you know, your thousand days, that's, you know, sometimes it, it, it does require patience and tenacity and just keep working and, and it hits. At some point, you'll find something. Uh, you're obviously an implementer and we are curious to see what you come up with. I'd be love to hear a product pitch from you in the next few weeks or months. Weeks, why not? We're hustlers. Why not in the next few weeks? If it's not for me, I'd just love to see it. We'd love to bring it up on the show, Craig. Get back to us. Get it done. Thanks for all your support, and thanks for uh, implementing this stuff and making it happen, man. It's really inspiring. We got a call from Marcus from Denmark, Ian, with a, with a couple questions, and I just wanted to uh, play that call. Hello, guys. It's Marcus from Denmark calling. I've been digging through your podcast lately, and uh, I must say it's, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. In two or three months, I'm planning taking a trip to Vietnam. Do you think that is a good idea? And also, where should I go? Thank you, guys. Bye. 
So Ian, coming back here to Bali over the, the last few weeks has made me realize what a special expat situation is happening in Vietnam right now. There's a few areas in town where you can literally just rock up and get an apartment within 24 hours. In fact, one of our iTunes commenters mentioned that they thought we were full of crap until they actually did it themselves this week. So will you meet interesting people if you go to Vietnam? You know, absolutely. Don't worry about the rainy season or the hot season or whatever. It's just basically hot, hot and humid all the time. <laughs> go there, get some uh, great Vietnamese food and coffee. And there's no way I think you can mess that up. Hey, that's right, Dan. And, you know, when you're in the cafe, just uh, rock up to people. You see somebody working on a MacBook Pro, good chance they're going to want to talk to you about whatever you're doing. So, you know, don't be afraid to uh, just approach people cold. Absolutely. And check out the expat groups on Facebook. Just type that in. Facebook's a great way to connect with other people in the city who are doing interesting things. So Ian Mihao gave us a call talking about his entrepreneur mobile and uh, also London as a startup hotspot. Hello, guys. You are so persistent with your request to leave a voicemail, and I just do what I'm asked for. I just want to share a story about entrepreneurial vehicle. A few months ago, I had to buy a car, and I was faced with a choice, either to spend all my savings to buy a truly entrepreneurial vehicle or take the bank loan, buy something more reliable and have some cash for unexpected expenses. Eventually, I decided to borrow 7k for 12 months. Everything is uh, going well, the car is driving smoothly. It's just the terrible feeling of owing someone money. And I wish you released your episode about entrepreneurial vehicle earlier on. I wouldn't make this mistake. There was a recent article on Business Insider. 11 cities with the most opportunity right now and London is the winner. And I recently blogged about it on my website, imthespecialist.com. Thank you. Ian, you're still getting emails from listeners about their entrepreneur mobiles. I love this concept. The blog post you wrote was so cool. I think, I mean, it was one of the most shared posts on Tropical MBA of all time. So I hope that you write more for the blog. That would be really nice. That's what the first thing I was thinking is like, we got to get this guy to write some more articles. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. <laughs> I, you know, that one about Airbnb, we're working to polish that one right now. But yeah, actually I do. Uh, I've gotten several follow-up emails, people still sending uh, photos of their entrepreneur mobiles. If you've sent me a photo in the last week or two, I've been super busy. So I haven't had a chance to put it up on the blog. But I promise you, if you send me a photo of your entrepreneur mobile, it will be in the entrepreneur mobile post. So go ahead and do that. Very cool. So a lot of people, Ian, have been asking us about like the hot spots right now. We've got a few emails and this phone call. And, uh, you know, London has a hot spot. I think uh, what I'm seeing uh, in the D.C. community, and I think D.C. is kind of, in many ways, it's the canary in the coal mine. We have 20 worldwide gentos every month with varying degrees of attendance, depending on, you know, like here in Bali, it's a little bit smaller. Whereas in Ho Chi Minh City and Chiang Mai, of course, those are real big hot spots. Also, Berlin is really emerging as an entrepreneurial. I mean, it's, it's long been an entrepreneurial hotspot, but in particular in the location independent community, you know, you and a lot of people are talking about Austin as a, as a hotspot, of course. Yeah, I think if, you, if you're in the United States like, and you're doing internet marketing or even if you own a small business online, I think like you got to get to Austin and start hanging out with people. In fact... Or Portland. Yeah, well, Port, maybe a little Austin, bit Austin, Portland. Port what about New York City? If you got a couple dollars... I <laughs> you know what, Dan? Honestly, I think it's over. For New York and San Francisco, Like you, you're rich. You're some rich guy or girl and uh, that's where you go. That's where you go. Like, if you're in startup mode and you want to meet gritty people, like on the ground doing it, hustling, like, no, 
You go to Austin. Brooklyn begs to differ. My Brooklyn and Jay Z beg to differ. Look, here's here's what happens. I'm gonna <laughs> got 99 problems, you and your opinion about Brooklyn is not one of them. That's for sure. Here's what happens in Brooklyn, and and this is this is true for New York and San Francisco. People show up for five years, they go broke, and then they move back to wherever they came from. <laughs> Like one one percent makes it through, and if and, and and they don't stay in Brooklyn long, they they move out somewhere somewhere in, in New Jersey or something after to Hoboken or something like that. Come out to Asia; it's happening out here. Hey, boss man, let's get on to rap and reviews. We have got a lot of emails. Uh, what track are you going to spin for this spin for us this week? All right, Dan. Uh, as you know, it's uh, often hard to find a clean version of anything these days, and I doubt I did it with this one. But I did listen to like the first thirty seconds, and it sounded decent. One of my new guys that I'm listening to these days, Freddie Gibbs. Uh, he's talking about dope in my styrofoam cup. If you know what that's about, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what that's about. I, I could guess. I have no no idea what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout. Yeah, hey, we got a phone call from Scott. He's a hardware guy too, and has some kind words to say about the podcast. Hey guys, this is Scott Driscoll from Atlanta, Georgia. I just started listening to your podcast and love it. I love the hardware angle. I've been doing hardware stuff most of my career. I just listened to the Tao of the Sale podcast and wish I would have listened to that two years ago. Oh man, the whole cheapening the product. Uh, by giving a discount thing. Oh, I wish I had known that before. If you give something away for free, you're telling somebody that it's worth nothing and they might just throw it in the trash when they get it. Anyway, love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Also got a phone call from a listener from South Africa. Ian, I love it when people call the voicemail, even just to say something kind and nice. And we're happy to play that over some rap music. Yo, Dan. Ian, what's up, man? This is Z Richmond from Johannesburg, South Africa. I'm a big fan of you guys' work, but I'm, I'm loving the lifestyle. And, uh, yeah, looking to get out of South Africa and uh, make the change real quick. So, yeah, I'll be following you guys. I'll be in touch. Yeah, thanks for the inspiration. Much love. Hey, John writes this and says, I love the show you guys create every week. A big thank you. I listened to your episode on consulting four to five times. I know you guys like catchphrases to encapsulate ideas. In one episode, you were trying to differentiate between sales friction and friction of value delivery. How about grip and slip? Grip in the sales and marketing and efficiency or slip in the operations. Good. Keep up the good fight, John. Any kind of like verbal support we can get from the audience, I really like that. So thanks for that suggestion, John. Thanks for listening to the show. Hey, Ian, we got a really huge heartfelt shout on the Podcast Junkies show. There's an episode with the resident app guy in the DC, Chris. He talks about, along with Jesse Lawler, of course, talks about how uh, communities like the DC help to propel his entrepreneurial career. All right. We also got a shout out from Nick at nickstravelbug.com. He said, this is my number one favorite podcast. Every week, Dan and Ian tell stories and they give advice on running a business while traveling. They always have some ridiculous stories as well as actionable advice and travel tips. Well, I would agree on the ridiculous stories. Thanks, Nick. They always have those ridiculous guys. Every week, you can count on it. Rob Dix from the Property Podcast, who interviewed me there, I'll link to that, said the first ever guest on the Property Podcast could only be one person, Dan Andrews, aka the man to blame for everything we've done over the past year. Property Podcast is absolutely blowing up. I think it's probably a bigger podcast community than what we've got going on. Those guys are hilarious. They're smart. 
It's a great community. If you're into property investing, do check out the Property Podcast. Mick from Mallorca over there also said uh, Tropical MBA Podcast is one of the best things out there, of course, apart from Rob and Rob's podcast offerings. So there you go. It's same level, if not better, than Tropical MBA, I would say. Probably better. What? How does that? I don't, I don't even know if that's possible, but uh, it, it is possible. How could you not? All right. If, at, if we uh, aren't inspiration for you to come out and launch a better business podcast and solve some of the things that we haven't been able to solve over the last 250 episodes, please do so. There's plenty of opportunity. Get Let's get started. Flip on a mic and, and get moving. That's all I hope for, man, is that people can do it better than we can. We just show you how to fail. That's all we We're do. We're st- stuck in our ways, buddy. Yeah, we can. That's can't. all we do. All right. From the uh, clunky iTunes interface, we've got a couple of reviews here. Headline, great mix of inspirational and useful content from some Vikings from Norway. All right. Very inspirational and tons of useful content. Best business podcast out there. All right. So maybe it is the best. All right. For anyone looking to start their own business, this is a must listen. Look forward to joining the DC when that opens up again. July. Killing it. Five stars. Cozy 200 says you guys are killing it. Selling for a living what you have to say. Your tips are perfect. I don't know what that means, but I love it. Thank you for all the value we provide. Selling for a living and have to say your tips. Ah, I get it. I think they're commenting on our sales episode. Thank you. Nice. All right. Finally, from Australia, these guys know their stuff from Cowell. I started listening to the Tropical NBA podcast about six months ago when I was in Japan, feeling a bit disillusioned with my location independent job. I still have a boss, but Danny inspired me to move to Saigon. And now I'm living on a bootstrapper budget while I knock down my last bit of debt and work on my business after hours on the weekends. Are you kidding me? He's paying down his debt while living in Saigon? That's a great idea. I was a little skeptical when I heard that you could set up in Saigon in 24 hours. But the guys were completely right. Every episode I listen to, it just reinforces the fact that these guys walk the walk. Keep up the awesome work, guys. Look forward to Friday for the next episode. Well, actually, it's on Thursday. But yeah, it might be Friday actually for you in, in Asia. I guess that's the case, huh? More lifestyle, less debt. That's what. <laughs> that's the promise that the Tropical MBA podcast. Less slip, more grip. <laughs> Hey, Ian, that reminds me, we should do a podcast on some knocks, some tough times. We've had some tough times over the years. Maybe we should dig into the, the uh, what do you call it, like the uh, the closet, and we should tell some stories of when we were pissed at each other and all the awful things that happened. Would you be down for that? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, this one's tropicalmba.com slash hire. Thank you so much for listening to the Tropical MBA Podcast. We'll be back next Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tropical MBA podcast. You can go to tropicalmba.com, get access to hundreds of back episodes and all kinds of other goodies. Load up your iPod. That is the cheapest way to fly business class on your next international flight. We will see you next Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 